Morning, everybody. Good to hear all the chat and everybody getting the hang of Zoom. Uh, glad you're all being able to find us. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, either live or later in the week, uh, warm welcome to you too. It's good to have you with us. Um, this morning's service is led by Colin Burrows um, and it's communion. So um, if you haven't already got some sort of bread product and something to drink, he said, waving an empty mug. Um, <laughs> then do what Steve is doing and run away and find something to drink and something to eat for later. Um, or, yeah, if you'd like some other people, put your video off first before you run away. Um, <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's good to see you all. Glad you all found us on Zoom. I've heard quite a few people talking about how this is a bit better than the system we were using before. Um, I, hope it, I hope it works well for everybody. Um, if there are any problems, please let us know. Um, all the links for all the services are on the church website, uh, thomasrisley.org, um, including the prayer meetings um, and other events during the week, which should all have the same code. Uh, but if you're not sure, just check on the church website and you'll get all the details you need there, won't they? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I shall now hand you over to Colin, who's going to lead us this morning. Thanks. Good morning, everybody. And it is really great to see everybody. Normally on a Sunday morning like this, I'm looking at 14 ghosts, umpteen black screens, and hearing a lot of static. But this morning, it just is great to see so many faces, and it's good to see you all again. This morning's call to worship comes from Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. That's a promise. Can we pray together? Father God, it's great to be able to come together and to worship you. Father, it's great to see so many faces of people who are keen to take part in the service this morning and to hear from your word. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to each one of us, that will you, you will use this service to your glory and that people can be touched by your spirit. Bless this time together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm now going to ask, I think it's the Gemmels, if they'll lead us with the Lord's Prayer. Okay. Our, Our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you. I think it's I think it's birthdays. Are you doing it, Andy, or am I? Quite happy if you want to do it. <laughs> I don't mind doing it. I mean, you know, has anybody got a birthday? I've only got one screen up, so do we need to look at the other screen to see if anybody's got a birthday? No, nobody on that screen's got a birthday. Nobody on that screen's got a birthday, Andy. 
Nobody's got a birthday, mate. <laughs> Great news. Off the hook. <laughs> Absolutely, totally. In that case, time for our readings. Um, the first reading is quite long. And as I said to Steve, and I'll say again in the sermon, it's one of those readings that if you can believe this, the rest of the Bible is quite easy. Steve. First reading is from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to chapter 2, verse 4a. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault, and he caught and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear, and it was so. God called the dry ground land, and, he, and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land, that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater to govern the day and the lesser to govern the night. He made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let the birds fly above the, above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, according, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, 
and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over every living creature that moves over the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and to all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, and so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had been doing. That had been done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Amen. God is one in being. The being being what he is. And three in person. The person being who he is. They are different things. It's not a contradiction. I am a human being. What I am. Who I am is me, though. Colin, way overweight, eat a lot, watch TV too much. Never exercise. Like me or love me, I am unique. Each of us has an essence, an identity, an unrepeatable uniqueness that defines us as who we actually are. Humans are one being and one person. God is different. He is one being, Yahweh, God. But he is Three different persons, Father, Son and Spirit. All have roles which are different, for all are from the same one and only God. Some people may, may be confused as there's a chapter in the Bible or a bit in the Bible where there is at least one instance where Jesus says he will submit to the Father. How can that be? Well, the answer can be quite simple, as people are different, have different gifts. Say I was in the same room with the Queen. Yeah, I wish. I could very easily point to her and say she was greater than me. And looking at what she's done or achieved, I doubt that many people would disagree with that. She is greater than I am, but no more human than I am. She's greater than me in terms of role, but she's no greater than me in terms of essence. In the same way, the father is greater than the son in terms of role. The father is superior, 
the son is subjected to the father. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 28, it says that the son will subject himself to the authority of the father so the father can be all in all. Father is superior in terms of role. But is he any more God than Jesus is? No. Both are God. There is only one God. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We believe in a Trinitarian God. Because we do, we cannot believe that he is distant, aloof or apart from us. We have a God that created us, came as one of us, knows what it's like to be human, is with us always, always to the end of the age. Luke chapter 12, verses 6 to 7 say, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I don't know if any of that helped you with understanding the Trinity at all, or whether it gave you any more grounds to answer questions if people talk to you about it. It does a bit with me, but then something else came to me at the beginning of the week, which I even said to my wife, does this sound like it could be a good simile? Or, and she said, yeah, it does. So here I am. I'm going to tell you about it. I have numerous roles in my life. In essence, they can be condensed into three. I'm a father's son. I learned from him. I was inspired by him. I gained some of his characteristics. On top of that, I'm a father to six kids in my own right. And in terms of the spirit, I know that part of me lives in my children. Maybe some of me inspires them. Maybe all the things that I've done with them through my life and through theirs gives them some knowledge of how to live their lives. They know that I am always there for them. If they need anything, I'll always be there for them. And hopefully some of the things that I've been able to teach them will be used to their kids. I am only one person, but I have had three roles to them in a way that makes me understanding the Trinity a bit easier. But why is all this necessary? And the answer comes back to one word. Love. God is love. We know that God wants to guide us, to keep us safe, to provide for our needs, to always be there for us, to love us. All characteristics of the true loving father. Everything God does is because he loves us. Awesome that, isn't it? What have we done to deserve that? But in God, we have a father for whom nothing is impossible. Let's look at the psalm. Let's just pick a few verses from that. Verse three. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. Lord, our Lord. How majestic. Is your name in all the earth? I sometimes think that we forget that. Sadly, I know I do. Our problems become so difficult that we can't cope. They may get on top of us. Work is too hard. And then there is the coronavirus. It would not be hard to be overcome by it all. 
nothing is too difficult for God. And he is always with us. Keep praying. Keep talking to him. You were never, ever, ever alone. No matter how bleak or hopeless it may seem, you are never alone. We remember a few weeks ago during the Easter service that sacrifice that God's son was prepared to make for us. Jesus came down to earth so that each one of us could have eternal life. A faith that was originally for God's chosen people suddenly became available to all who were prepared to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Jesus grew as a young carpenter, not in a well-off family. He grew strong and his trust was in God. He was baptised when the Holy Spirit also filled and enabled him. He performed many miracles. He spoke many truths. He was arrested, beaten and prosecuted, persecuted, leading to his death on the cross. Ultimate resurrection from the dead, thereby breaking death's hold over us and then ascending into heaven, leaving us with the promise that he will send us a helper, the Holy Spirit. This was his plan. To get us to relate to him, to offer us a chance of salvation, to love us, to save us so that we could spend eternity with him. John 3.16, that well-loved verse, who we could all recite straight off. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it, to save the world through him. Jesus died for each and every one of us who choose to believe. He died for me. He died for you. Further on, it says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and he and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. The number of times that Jesus tells us not to be afraid. The number of times that it says in the Bible that we are not alone. And yet we are afraid. And yet we feel alone. And yet we doubt that God is with us. He is. Last week we celebrated Pentecost where the spirit was poured out on God's people. Each of the disciples was empowered by God to share God's love with others. So that brings us back to today, Trinity Sunday, where we celebrate the completeness of God and all that he has done for us and can do for us. We all celebrate and worship one God. The last reading that was uh, specified for today in the lectionary was actually Matthew 28 verses 16 to 20. Then the 11's, 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth 
has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That role, that job, that task is ours. We don't do it on our own. We've been given the Holy Spirit to do it. If we haven't got the Holy Spirit, we need to get the Holy Spirit. We need to pray. We need to be filled and empowered because in our own strength, we cannot do that. It may be difficult for us to do that at the moment with the lockdown and with social distancing, self-isolation. But we're at church every Sunday morning and there are 30 screens in front of me. Who would have believed that? We're able to meet for church, regular at church meetings, weekly. Who would believe that? We have a church prayer meeting weekly with at least 12 people at it. We've been trying to get a church prayer meeting going in our church since I before I came an elder. And that is some time ago. Who would believe that? The times are difficult. The times are hard. But God is with us and he gives us a way and he gives us a way to follow his word, to obey his commands. And he gives us a promise, an absolute promise. He will never, ever leave us. He will always be with us and he will show us the way. Put your trust in him. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you that you can speak to us in such a clear way. Lord, we just pray that we're open to to listen and to take your word on. We're open to be able to do things for you, Lord, to find ways to reach people, even in times of social distancing, even in times of of not being able to go out because you can't, you can't, you're self-isolating. Find a way, make a phone call, contact somebody on the computer, write a letter. There are always ways, Lord. There are ways to share your love. And we pray, Lord, that we will go out and we will continue to do your will. And we will make disciples of all nations in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I think it's time for our prayers of intercession. I think that's you, Dave. It is indeed. So let's pray. And Lord, uh, as Colin has just said, this time when it is easy to feel afraid individually. And Lord, we pray for those people in our community who feel afraid. For those people who are shielded, for those people who are outside, but very frightened of catching this virus. We pray for all of those who are involved in the treatment of people with the virus in the NHS and the uh, other emergency services. Lord, we pray that they will feel your calm, your presence. Lord, we pray for all of those who are in hospital. 
and we pray for those who are very seriously ill with this virus in particular. And Lord, we thank you that there are fewer and fewer of them in that horrible situation. We pray now for each and every one of them. And we pray for those who are grieving, having lost friends and family over these months. Where these numbers, 30,000, 40,000 deaths, becomes just a number. But to those individuals who we may or may not know, they are real people with real lives. And Lord, we pray for them and their families. Lord, we also pray for peace in um, a volatile world as we see protests across this country and America. Lord, we pray that people will seek justice in a peaceful way. And Lord, we pray that you will intervene so that hate and racism, Lord, can be a thing of the past. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're now going to uh, move into our time of communion. Reading in Luke chapter 22, verses 7 to 20, says this. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, go and make preparations for, for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying. This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Everyone who loves the Lord Jesus is welcome to take communion.
For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned against you in our thoughts, words and deeds. We have had anxieties about the future, even though we proclaim you as Lord. We have failed to love our neighbours and we have disobeyed your commands. Have mercy upon us, Lord Jesus. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness we may walk in your name and in your ways and serve you in grace and love this we ask in your holy name amen can i ask you now to just take hold of the the bread and the wine as we just pray about those let us pray and so father we bring you these gifts. We ask you to make them holy by the power of your spirit, that they may become the body and blood of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate this communion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I ask you to take the bread? This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Can I ask you to take your drink, the wine? This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Christ has died. Christ is risen and Christ will come again. Father, we just thank you that we can celebrate communion, even in this strange way in each other's homes, separated from us as a church, but together as a church. We thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate it. And we know, Lord, that you are with each one of us. Bless each one, Lord. Bless each family. Bless each person here today that we may be filled with your spirit and that we may know your touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before we, we say the grace together, which I'm, I'm trusting Andy will lead, but before he does it, can I just say that if anybody needs prayer after the service or in any way, shape or form, then some of the elders will still be around after the service. And if you want to be prayed with or for, or if you want to open a separate room where we can pray privately with you, we can, given the technology, actually do that. 
So please just stay on. And if if there's anything you need or if you need to be prayed with, please just stay. Thank you. Andy. Thanks, Colin. Let's uh, say the words of the grace together. May the grace, the grace of our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ and the love, love of God, God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Spirit be with, be with us, us all, all evermore. evermore. Amen. Amen.